It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Welcome to After Work Drinks, your twice-weekly dose of news, pop culture, and Pinot Noir, brought to you by magazine editors and best friends, Isabel Truman and Grace O'Neill. Hello, everyone, and welcome to dinner party number two. We are so excited to be back, and we have a lot of action in store for you. We do. We have three fantastic women on this week. We're very stoked to share these chats, which were like, these were just like very long wine-filled conversations that we really had to work to cut down because they were like three hours each. First up this week, we have Keisha Castle-Hughes, who is an actress extraordinaire. She's been one of my friends for years. She is the best kind of friend. She's always there when you need her. She is so kind and caring and considerate. You would never know it by looking at her because she is so low-key and would never talk about her accomplishments, but she literally was nominated for an Oscar aged 11, which is just chill. Uh, for her role in her lead role, Best Actress in Whale Rider. And since then, she has been working nonstop, living in LA for her whole career up until a recent move to New York. She's been in Star Wars, she's been in Game of Thrones, and every time she comes on, I fucking scream. She has been in The Walking Dead, and now she plays a lead role in Dick Wolf's new series, FBI Most Wanted. And then we have Tat and Chelsea, so Tatiana Waterford and Chelsea Fairless, who are our favourite power couple. Um, Tat is an Australian stylist who's moved to LA and she works with everyone, Dua Lipa, Katy Perry, Sean Paul. Sean Paul. Sean Paul. She has toured the world with all of Pop's biggest names and is just incredible. And her wife is Chelsea, who we've actually interviewed on the podcast before. Chelsea is a digital strategist, kind of 
New York turned LA power woman and she is best known for launching the very successful Instagram every outfit on sex in the city which is basically I think Vogue called it the most influential fashion Instagram in the world which we agree with yeah also in a very AWD way we had a few technical difficulties so the audio in that one's probably not as great as you've now come to expect post Skype era but please Hang in there because the chat is definitely worth it. Please enjoy and we will be back for a normal episode on Wednesday. So you can look forward to that too. Bye, Bye guys. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm good. I'm so ready to drink this wine. Open it up. What have you got? Okay. So I've just had the most embarrassing already. I like popped into a store downstairs to get this bottle. And usually I'm so vigilant. I've got the mask, the gloves, and I was like, oh, fuck it, I'm just getting one bottle of wine. And it's just like a tiny shop. AP presser down there taking pictures, of course. So I was like, I'm going to become a face of, like, the coronavirus doesn't apply to millennials in New York City. <laughs> buying, like, buying the essentials, Literally. just buying a bottle of wine and a bunch of green onions with no mask and gloves <laughs> We are putting that as our new logo if you end up getting papped for that because that is us all over. Our friend um, was walking outside the office in Sydney and it was a blustery day and she's like really, really pale white and she was walking outside and it was like raining. Yeah, and she goes like this and then this guy just took her photo without asking and she kind of like was frowning at him and then her photo is literally used every single Sydney <laughs> winter when there's like a bad wind. It's all over the news. What? So what wine did you pick up? What drop have you got going? Um, it's oh. called Stephylus, so it sounds a little bit like <laughs> Yeah, it sounds like syphilis. But it's made with organic grapes. God, this moisturizer is intense. <laughs> You're glowing. Okay, we need to say hello. We are talking to Keisha Castle Hughes, who is one of my BFFs, sorry, Grace, who lives in New York City. She's an actress originally from New Zealand, and we love her. Hi, guys. Hi. Um, I'm so stoked to be on Work Drinks with you guys. Same. I'm like a day one fan. Yeah, long time listener, aren't you? Yep, I am. I love it. You've so been happy. there since the the very the very fresh days when we had an idea what we were doing through the Skype era and on to now, back in the Skype era. So I had like an anxiety dream about this about afterwork dreams. Like <laughs> we completely <laughs> understand. Like I had like I was like in the dream and like Izzy was calling me nonstop and I just kept <laughs> screaming her calls. Oh my god. Like, I felt so guilty and I was like running around New York City. And I was just like, as if I was like running away from it, like the further I ran, like the more. The, the nightmares come you, true. Unless you keep calling. Like it was this weird, I woke up like, <gasps> I like had, I was like finally got on the phone and I couldn't talk properly. So I sounded like a, like just, I was like a babbling. So, yeah. so, so funny. Because I think like I get quite bad anxiety and I haven't really had anything to be anxious about beyond like things that it that I understand for the first time are completely out of my control like a world yeah what are your what are your quarantine recommendations this is our first official question hit us okay well I've been I've been really I've been trying to like be conscious of like not try to get too like sucked into just watching anything and Mm. everything Mm -hmm. and and like also too I'm like oh there's like it's like kind of a nice time to like consciously watch stuff do you know like to be like I've there's a lot of like films that I think I saw when I was a kid that like now I appreciate way more that I like 
don't I remember seeing on TV, but I don't. So I've just been like on this like big like I wanted to watch all these epics. So I like back to back just watched like Braveheart, Gladiator, The Patriot. Oh love. So me and Izzy watched Gladiator in Rome after we went to the Colosseum. Yes. We were in this Roman mood. Yeah. Yeah, because I was like, I had no idea about any, I had no idea about anything. And I was at the Colosseum. I was like, Izzy, I was like, men had to fight lions. I'm not joking. And she was like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I literally know nothing. And then they were like, the Colosseum, when they were building it, it had a lake in it and they used to have boat wars in it. And I was like, this is fucking crazy. And like, women weren't allowed to come. And Izzy was like, that's sexist. <laughs> in our tour guide, it was like 1 AD. <laughs> God, they said um, that women could, it was something like women could come, but they could only, and I was like, oh, that's great or something. That would be a fun activity to do with your, like, husband and then they were like but they had to be up with the slaves <laughs> noble women were just shoved up at the back with the slaves i was like fuck that obviously you just wouldn't go it's yeah and it's also just like just from like a viewing perspective do you know like we've been so i don't know it's so funny the last 10 years are so saturated by superhero movies mm. and like it's mm. like you know like movies that are like really kind of like removed from like real humans like we don't you know like it's really hard for, I think people to make those big like biopic like epic films about history. Yeah, that's so true. And you know, without people having superpowers. And I was like watching these movies, like, oh my god, man, like someone stole like Mel Gibson's wife and he like got Scotland back, you know? <laughs> oh hell yeah. I, I have got like a big thing for battle sequences. I've got I don't know what it I is. Love them. What would be your, like, one recommendation for people in isolation? Um, of, of movies? Yeah. Um, I I hadn't, I loved Last of the Mohicans. It's, like, such an epic film. Daniel Day- I haven't Lewis seen it. Daniel Day-Lewis, yeah. right? Yes, He's I haven't. Stunning. Like, um, so I definitely recommend that. I also just listened to this podcast that I enjoyed, which was just, like, called The Jungle Prince which was just like this short like journalist like narrative like from the New York Times and it's like two and a half hours long and it's like about this niche little story uh this journalist like met this family who had basically like for the last 50 years just taken up this abandoned palace and said I feel like we're gonna love this yeah it said that they were the heirs to this like to this to this big Indian like royal family it's just really nice to listen to something that's not like current events that's not like completely you know because that's the thing i'm sure we're all struggling with right now is like i mean i'm like an i'm like such a consumer of the news and such a consumer of like current events and it's hard when it's all just about one thing i have been switching off quite a lot i've literally been making sure that i so at 1 p.m every day jacinda does a press conference uh-huh. and I just and I just get alerts on my phone whenever she goes live on Facebook and so I flick it on and I'll listen to what she has to say and how many deaths or whatever and then I just turn it off and I just haven't really been consuming much else in terms of the news. Yeah, it's, that's me. It's hard and it's like and especially in places like here, like in New York, it's like I have to I like a dedicated half an hour like in the morning, like after I've got up, after I've like done something. 
that mm-hmm. just opening my eyes and diving into it you know like even if I just like brush my teeth make a cup of tea um and then just like have like half an hour quick little update okay so I know what's going on but it's yeah it's quite easy to get like it becomes all consuming and so yeah this like the jungle prince this podcast it was like it's it's really it's fascinating it's a really fascinating story yeah I love the sound of that I celebrated my 30th birthday in isolation what was that like well I was at I was like I was I, I was kind of I thought I was super okay about turning 30 I thought I'd like completely curbed any stress that like I'd seen happen with my friends. You know, people like, you know, like there's like a little like anxiety or you feel a little stressed about it. I was like, I'm chilling, man. Like, I don't give a shit about turning 30, whatever. Lo and behold, six weeks out from my 30th, I start having like a full blown nervous breakdown. (laughs) Which did coincide with like a terrifying global pandemic. Exactly. And I was just like, and I turned into like massive, I was just like, full like birthday party I'm I love my birthday anyway like I always have like really big birthday parties and so then I turned into like birthday parties a lot and was just like all over the show um and then yeah and then we went into lockdown like two weeks before my birthday and I was st- I was still like acting as if I was gonna have my birthday party like, I was, like, <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm, going, I'm going to be in a gown on the streets of New York City with a bottle of champagne. I don't care if the world's burning. (laughs) (laughs) And so then the night before was like, uh, it was, I was like, I'm okay. I'm okay. I'd like my friends, I knew that. And they would be like, they'd organize to do like a Zoom thing. And I was just like, oh, that's the last thing I want to do. And then on the day I get a Zoom link at like 5am New Zealand time and I woke up to it, I think four hours later and I was like, sorry, I missed this. Happy birthday. And she was like, we're still on the call. I was like, I'm, def- I was like, I'm definitely not getting on now. Oh <laughs> I just like didn't text her 24 hours. <laughs> I just didn't text her back. I was like, no, this is not it for me. Insane. It went, I was on Zoom for seven and a half hours. I had like a dance party on there. I got so drunk that I had like four bottles of champagne the best and then that's I awesome so drunk that after like everyone had got off I was like really concerned about how people got home <laughs> like, I, yeah. was, I was you're like guys was, don't drink no, I was, like my friend who lives far like in Long Island I'm texting her like babe like I just feel please text me when you get home this happens to you sometimes you get you get in this like when she's quite drunk she gets in this kind of mind frame where she gets something stuck in her head and she's like this has happened and I'm like I don't think it has it was something like I think that kind of happened with me once where you were like I was just so worried about you and I was like oh, I was... Know, it's always something really like in the other yeah, yeah overbearing and like you know people are like I'm fine I'm like no please send me a picture show me that you're <laughs> <laughs> text me when you yeah. get home um like, and it actually ended it? up being such a beautiful day like um my one of my like dear friends James had organized like I had like a bunch of people send me flowers and like send me like seamless and like food deliveries all day. Um, like my Zoom party was epic because it was this kind of bizarre thing where it was like the first birthday because I've lived overseas for so long. It was the first birthday that I've had in a long time that I would just celebrated it with like all my favorite people. Do you know? And not yeah. just like, like, I mean, like that's so shit if anyone hears this. And I'm like, I wish you weren't at my party like last time. But, <laughs> <laughs> but 
but you know, like often like it's geographical in terms of who you can celebrate with. Yeah, totally. And, and like, it was just like, at one point it's like my friend, like one of my best friends in Sydney, like popped in and said hi. And my friends in Auckland were able to come and say hi. And like my friends in London, like it was just, I was like, oh, wow. And you get to see all these people. And um, yeah, my dear friend James had like organized this like big tribute. And one of the producers from my show actually lived in the same building as me. And she knocked on the door just as I was like, received this. It was like a 30 minute long video from all my family and friends all around the world. So cute. Like all doing this, like they were all doing like dances and songs and like it was edited all together. And I was like a mess, <laughs> just like sobbing with excitement to see them all. And I answered the door. As this producer, she was like, oh, I heard it's your birthday. I just wanted to drop off a bottle of champagne. I was like, oh, well. Do you think um, turning, like people put such a huge kind of thing on turning 30. Did mm. you feel like weird about that? Like, cause you were kind of saying you thought you wouldn't and you were just fine. And then suddenly you were like, I don't know why. It's a, It's a bizarre feeling for sure. Like, because I think if anything, like, the only thing Do you I think, think maybe like the lead up to it is kind of worse than the actual thing happening? For sure. And it's just like, if anything, it's just more like an opportunity. I think like it's such a milestone in terms of stopping and like having like a real hard look at like, you know, where you're at in life mm. and, you know, like the things you've done and like, and I've had, I've, you know, like I've had like a very like busy life, Yeah. you know? And so like, and I've been like, you know, like I've been working since I was 11 and you know, like my daughter's about to turn 13 and like, you know, and so I was just like, you know, there were all these like big things that I think that I'd seen other people panic about that I would liken it to where I was like, oh, that doesn't apply to me. Like I don't yeah. worried about, uh, you know, like I don't, I don't feel worried about my family. I don't feel worried about my career. I don't feel, yeah. you know, I love living where in I'm at. City. Yeah. yeah. But it's just like, if anything, like I was more surprised by just like the personal aspect of like, it was like this really kind of nice like moment of like oh shit like it's a big reflection of like everything you have done mm. and like and feeling I, like it's so corny and but you like it is really you just like I was like oh like I really feel like an adult yeah like, and, and but not in like an obnoxious like when I was 21 and I felt like an adult <laughs> <laughs> I know you know like I was like I'm an adult now get back you know, yes. but I was like, oh, like yes. I'm an adult and yes. being an adult is being messy and being flawed and being a woman is being, you know, like flawed and like, and, you know, and not having everything right and like being okay with that. Yeah, I feel like yes, as you get older, you just kind of get a lot more chill in who you are as a person and you don't really <clears> care about all this weird shit you used to care about before and you don't care about everyone liking you like you used to and you don't care about... Mm -hmm. I don't know. Leslie Headland, who wrote that movie Bachelorette, I remember reading an interview with her like three or four years ago and she just turned 30 and the interview asked her something about it. And she was like, dude, I hope every young woman who reads this realizes that turning 30 is fucking sick because you're all the good parts of your 20s that you shed so much of the insecurities. You stop giving a shit about so much of the stuff that you used to care about. It's like she was like, everyone should be excited about getting into that decade. And it was the first time I'd heard someone talk about it that way. And it was so good for my brain to be 22 and to have mm. someone psyching me out to be looking forward to being more mature mm. and better in my career and whatnot than to have that scary. It is exciting. Like, and it's like, and it's also to life found, I was like, there was like, I had lots of like shifts because I just moved 
I also moved house in the middle of this pandemic. Like the only person in New York City that was <laughs> <laughs> in New York City dealing with a real estate agent. But I was it worked in my favor because I like waited them out and I got a really I got to move to Greenwich Village, which is I was gonna say, I reckon that might have been a clever yeah. move. But it was like stuff like that, I think, particularly in my twenties, like, you know, decisions like that would be like just so incredibly crippling. Mm. Do you know, like it was just like, and I would like constantly seek and need outside validation, whether that was from my mom or whether that was from someone I was dating or my friends, you know, like, and on every single tiny little thing. And I, I moved to New York with not very much stuff. I don't have any furniture and stuff. So I've been furnishing a whole new house. Um, you know, so exciting. It's so exciting. And it's so exciting. Just like stuff where like really simple stuff like makes me so excited where I'm like, I love drinking tea. So like I like, <laughs> buy like these really nice like teacups and like, I'm going to buy a creamer jug and I'm going to buy a teapot and I'm going to buy nice tea- teaspoons and a sugar container. You are the funniest, most bougie person ever. Keisha, Keisha literally just, she, she is, we'll go to like a New York market and then we walk, we're walking through the market and I look at her and she's bought like $200 worth of tea. And I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, I can relate. I spent $20 on strawberries yesterday. Moving along, what we asked everyone that came to our little dinner parties to bring a dinner party topic that they would like to discuss. What have you come up with? Did you read my email? <laughs> I, did, I did read the email. Um, Good girl. Uh, I was, you know what I was thinking about? I've been having a lot of like bizarre social anxiety with all of this new found like online interaction. Mm. I love this topic. I, I completely agree. Oh, when I, for my birthday party, when I was having the Zoom, half an hour before I like had a mental breakdown and sent like out a message to like cancel it. <laughs> I just like, it's bizarre. It's, and I've been having, and also too, I think, the thing is is that it feels like we're so connected right and there's like lots of people reaching out and because we're all at home um there's not really any excuse to you know to, like well there is like you can just say no but like my time zone is like in new york your type the time difference in new york sucks for everywhere like it doesn't it does it really sucks and so i've been having these weird things where like i won't answer facetime calls like when people call me because like, it's just like too much from I'm like oh I'm not ready for this and it feels super invasive but then I'll wake up and see like a bunch of my friends were on the zoom and I'll like feel super left out yeah mm. that happened to me as well and then I get like and I got like really upset about it a couple of weeks ago and like sent them a message and was like you know even if it's four in the morning it would be nice if you, I felt included <laughs> <laughs> they're just like you, you just ignore us 24 7 I know I feel the same and I also feel like quite overwhelmed by how many people are wanting to speak all the time and I get that everyone has so much free time now and everyone wants to chat but like when you have well I don't know we we do the podcast as well so we're chatting all the time and then we're chatting with other people and then I get off this and then suddenly someone's like oh we were supposed to catch up yesterday let's have a call and I'm like god I just don't have that much personality to go around it requires a lot of energy as well like particularly screen like there's you know obviously there's like select few people in my life like my closest friends you I don't care like I'll put it on you know like my cousin puts it on and her my nephews are running around and like it's just yeah. their background yeah 
but you know if you don't have that like kind of established in terms of like a way that you communicate it's pretty hard I find to just be like oh you cool with just being in the background like people want more full attention like they want me in front of a screen looking at them talking to them and they're like well what else have you got to do I'm like I don't like I don't know but I (laughs) I don't know just not this something other than this I feel like as well with probably something the three of us have in common is like when you've grown up somewhere and moved away from somewhere and moved to a second place you tend to have like a very splintered set of friends so you have maybe like lots of individual friends but not it's not like you can knock out a group chat once a week and that's everyone caught up with it's like you've got your friends from home and your friends from the first city you lived in your friends from work and your friends from whatever and then all of a sudden when you add all those things up it feels like 20 fucking people you need to talk to on any given week yeah and you do like them all and you care about them all and you end up feeling bad or that you're neglecting them if you're not doing it but it's like if yeah. you if you like honored all of these friendships as much as you wanted to every week you'd have no time to get anything else done no i feel like that i have like i feel like people have a massive group chat and that's their whole friendship group sorted and i have like a massive group chat another little group chat and then a billion just single chats that i talk to people and then i'm like this is like a full-time job and when you've lived like that thing like when you've lived away already like i'm relatively good at like keeping in contact with people you know like you know like you know and so it's and so it's like I feel like super overwhelmed all of a sudden by this idea that like I'm like well like I've I've been very like selfishly making it like all about me because I've got no perspective at the moment except to think about myself but you know like where I've literally been like well has my friendship not been enough like I'm always trying to be in contact with you like why do you want to the time all of a sudden yeah. you know like, like that where you know where I'm and then I've also had anxiety attached to well if I don't participate now in all of this will I regret it mm. like I've had all this bizarre like oh well when this is all over will I be like will I be the person who's like remember that time guys that we all stayed up on zoom all night and I'm like oh god I went to bed at nine o'clock oh, <laughs> yeah you will not regret that <laughs> the I'm zoom so farmer yeah yeah <laughs> It's the only FOMO I can have at the moment. (laughs) (laughs) It is funny, though, because I felt like when this came in, my first thought was this is going to be great because it's just a kind of two-month period where you can just rest up and maybe focus on doing other stuff that has nothing to do with social, like, what's the word? commitments social commitments like not having commitments to hang out with people I was like that'll be really great and then all of a sudden uh it just emerged that you had much more social commitments than you would (laughs) if this wasn't happening because everyone's at home and everyone's like oh my god you're at home like you're free to chat and it's so nice this is the thing it is so nice when you get talking to people but Mm -hmm. I know exactly what you're talking about and you do get anxious that there is just something weird about skyping or calling someone that feels formal and then as soon as you get on the phone you're like oh hey but it feels like you're gearing up for this big thing. This is something that we never we never really talk about our jobs or careers in uh. our life. So much so that just then as you were talking, I found out you were on Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Just then. <laughs> while you guys were chatting. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you did your first film at age 11, which was mm-hmm. The Whale Rider, and it was such an amazing film. And it was directed by Nikki Caro, who's just directed the new Mulan movie, which I am gagging to see. So excited to see it. I and we bumped into her at that cafe in LA. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. And I'd literally just been to the set of Mulan um, and seen her in action directing it when we bumped into her at the cafe. And I was like, I'm just going to not bother saying that because she'll be like, what's happening right now? She's, <laughs> oh, she's such a legend though. I love her. Yeah. So. She's so clever. Um, so and then clever. so obviously you were the lead role aged, mm-hmm. how old were you? 11. I was 11. Yeah. Uh, and I rewatched it when I landed in New Zealand because I was really, when I landed in New Zealand, I was like, God, this feels like home. It is so nice to be home. And I hadn't seen The Whale Rider since I was a kid because I think, I'm pretty sure everyone just, it was just a math, like the biggest movie ever. Yeah, and we huge, all watched it at yeah. schools. And um, I hadn't seen it since I was a kid. And obviously since I'd been your really good friend. And so I watched it back and it was just like the cutest thing in the world watching like... <laughs> My my friend being like this you know sassy brat. I was like, yes. It's such a feminist movie. I had no idea because obviously I saw it when I was a kid. It is a really feminist movie. And I actually, I hadn't, I watched it recently. Um, like I watched it in the last year for the first time since I was like 12. Crazy. And, um, and like a big part of, I watched it because my daughter's about to turn 13. And I was like. Yeah, did you watch it with her? Yeah, that must be a weird feeling to like, because cause I think you feel, you know that you feel old when you're a kid and it's not until you see kids when you were that age where you're like, God, I really had it wrong. And she was just here in New York with me, actually. Like she was here for like two months and um, and it was so funny because it was like she's at the age, it's the first time that I remember like what it was like to be that age like I actually remember it yeah do you know like, yeah, yeah. We, have, we have memories of being children we like kind I like remember things that happened when I was seven but like I remember being 12 like and I remember like those feelings and like and watching it in her and someone that's like the apple does not fall far that is so much like me and it's so cool as well being able to look back and like actually watch literally watch yourself and so you were nominated for an academy award for that and you went to the oscars how old were you when you went to the oscars and what did you pick to wear when i went i went when i were i went to the oscars when i was 13 um and i knew i wanted to wear a pink dress cute i want to see a photo i feel like i haven't seen you there. um and then and liz mitchell who's like new zealand designer designed my dress it was it was a really beautiful dress and she did all this like um like crystal detailing of like like these like silver ferns on it it was like um so cute i remember i had i it was like the shoestring it was like oh very yes nice. no like, i do know this stuff. Yeah, yeah it's fucking gorgeous. Like a 90s bias cut with the shoestring straps. But I remember because I was 13. Oh my they, God, you're so like, fucking suggested cute. More elegant to have that little like cape over top. And I remember being furious because I just like wanted <laughs> to get my tits out. Keisha. <laughs> like, you know, and like they, like they were like, oh, well, you know, like you're nominated in this role where you're like a child and you are a child. You know, I was like 13, like I got these brand new babies and I want the world to see them. This is like <laughs> actually, this is actually gorgeous. It hasn't, it hasn't dated like at all. No, it's a really beautiful dress. It's so gorgeous. Um, but what a, like, what a surreal like period of my life for sure. Like, But super- I think even because you grew up, like you grew up from age 11, that was your first leading role, straight into the Academy Awards, straight into the Hollywood circuit, moving to LA. And because you grew up in that way, it's really funny whenever I talk to you because you're the way you think of 
everything is so different because you grew up in it. And so, for example, like mm-hmm. with you, you the people you know, you don't even think that that's you don't you'll just it's not even a thing because they are just normal people to you because you've grown up like that since you were a child. Like, do you think it kind of changes your perception of celebrity, like the the term celebrity and everyone's obsession with these people who are who are essentially just people absolutely and it was a you know what it was an interesting time like I went to the Oscars in 2004 which was like kind of pre-social media and like what it is now which which is so fascinating to think how like quickly that has advanced and how like Mm. deeply part of our life because it's really not that long ago but then like you know there was no Twitter there's no Instagram there's you know there was no there was not this like there was still celebrities where you saw pictures in magazines about things that happened like weeks ago. Yeah. You know, yeah, and yeah. that would be the first time that we got that piece of Be like, oh, like Brad and Jen did this thing like a few weeks ago and everyone went, oh my God. Whereas right now <laughs> we're living in this like space where we're so used to like real time, real time. Like we know exactly what's happening all the time. Um. And so, like, celebrity was as well. And so, like, I definitely, and, like, growing up in it and, like, around it, there were certainly people that, like, I admired and, like, would feel, you know, somewhat starstruck by. When you were, do you remember, like, being at, being 13 and who the person was that you really wanted to see? I remember I really wanted to see Johnny Depp. And I got... <laughs> yes. God, you're literally, like, me now, age 13. <laughs> Because he was nominated for Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, yeah, that was, like, such a huge movie then. So you would have just been like, holy shit. Right? Like, Pirates of, like, him and Pirates of the Caribbean was, like, an Oscar film. Yeah, I don't know why. It feels it's so... like how Renee Zellweger got nominated for Bridget Jones. It's like, imagine being yeah. that iconic that you're in this, yes. this mass movie and it still gets acknowledged. And, like, it, this is, like, oh, my God, this is, like, this is how ancient I feel. I don't feel ancient, but, like, when I say things like this, he sent me a videotape, a cassette tape. Wow. The day before, like, oh, not cassette, a video, VHS tape. <laughs> the day before the Oscars with, like, a video message on it. That's so like, cute. Hey, That's really hey, Keisha, nice. can't wait to meet you tomorrow. Oh, my because God. Because I, like, said in every, said in every <laughs> interview, like, oh, I can't wait to meet Johnny Depp. <laughs> You did not play it cool. I love you so much. But yeah, it was like, you know, and it's a it's a bizarre world. And it's a bizarre world to grow up in in the sense that, you know, like you still you work a lot, you know, and I think that I have like a lot of conflicted like ideas about it in terms of whether it's like the right thing to do or not. You know, um because I think any like it's a lot of pressure for a child to work yeah kind of hours you know and you know and so it's like you know there's like the one element of like yeah it's fun to do drama and it's fun but you know like I was I worked like full-time from pretty much when I was 11 to like 20 I didn't take a break till I was like 21 yeah you've had back-to-back jobs your whole life and and yeah that's the thing I think a lot now kind of a focus a big focus has been on kind of child stars even Reese Witherspoon said recently in her Vanity Fair um cover she was like yeah I don't think the way it worked back then I think maybe it would be very different now because people are so much more aware but the way it worked back then yeah 
It was yeah, just like worked. And you know, and if you were number one like on you know on your film then you were treated the way that any number one is and you were you're required to be there first and leave last and you know set the tone for the overall kind of god it must be such a weird way to grow up and go through all of these things like puberty and being a teenager and juggling all of that with juggling being on a film set with all these fucking adults 24 7 and being around like I and I had a pretty like you know my my mum was a single mum and like I'm the oldest of six and she's like an absolute epic legend but she you know like she really like fought hard to make sure that like I just like went to school and like had a very normal upbringing and amongst like all of that kind of chaos but it was also you know like it was really hard like when I would go to work every day around adults and be treated like an adult and then like go to math class <laughs> yes um, yes that's where you get the little like the little bratty tone from oh yeah exactly and like go to math class and like you know have some teacher be like oh so what like you're not gonna do this i'll be like nah dude <laughs> <laughs> yes literally it would be such a weird adjustment it's funny yeah, as well like- though because me and izzy talk a lot and it's it's obviously not on the same level as you but like how you there are things that you like have ambitions for in terms of us maybe it's like writing for a certain publication or interviewing someone or getting published here xyz and there can be this strange thing that happens where you achieve that goal and your reaction instead of being like yeah i'm amazing is like oh is that all it is like you you kind of your reaction is just like oh okay if i can do it then it's it's just fine (laughs) and i think that's i think i mean that's the common kind of um narrative for a lot of people isn't it like who Mm. you know like are moving towards and achieving anything you know because that's the thing is like from the outside when we look at achievement it's so easy to understand like what that looks like like oh wow the last time i saw this person they were doing this and now i'm seeing you and you've made it here congratulations you know you're also really um yeah you're also great like I don't know if this is on purpose or not, but I've noticed you never ever will kind of shout about your accomplishments to the point where people don't even wouldn't even really know that you're on like mm-hmm. Dick Wolf's mass. You're a lead role in Dick Wolf's biggest new show, mm-hmm. and he's like the biggest fucking guy in the world, and it's so <laughs> epic. And you moved to New York for that, and literally like you wouldn't even speak about it. And I don't know is that like a conscious thing, or is it just because you don't feel comfortable, or you just it's not I don't, I don't something know. you I think, think about. Just like- I think it's just like exactly that where it's like so deeply embedded in a part of my life. Like I'm like, yeah, you know, it's just work that I have. And like, you know, but it's also too like, you know, and a lot of that is to do with my upbringing. Like I've been very lucky that like, it's been important that like my work always remained like my work and not like the complete makeup of who I am as a person, yeah. you know, like, I love it, that. and like, I love, like, I love my job. I love going to work. Sometimes I hate it. Like, Sometimes, like, I feel the same way about my job and, like, all of us. <laughs> yeah, we were saying that and when like, I was in New York. I'm so lucky. I'm like, I don't wake up at four in the morning to go to work. Like, <laughs> I'm, like I'm like, I wake up at four in the morning like, dude, I'm tired. I wish I could stay in bed. Yeah. Mm. You know, if I'm if I'm hungover and I have to go to work, like, I have to go to work with a hangover. If, yeah. you, know, you know, like, if I'm sick and I have to go to work, like, I have to go to work. Like, it's not. You know, like it's it's so funny that like you're not just because you're doing something you want to do, or you're working towards things that you have like created for yourself, doesn't mean that you're exempt from like the normal human behavior. Which I yeah, think is 
that people associate with success a lot of the time you know people associate oh like once you're successful then you're not allowed to have feelings of normalcy and it's mm. like well no like some days i'm just like tired or some days honestly like i just go to work and it's just autopilot like i'm i know how to do my job well i've done it for 20 years like you know some days i go to work i like hit marks and i say lines and i'm the whole time i think about what i'm gonna cook for dinner when i get home <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like it's not you know and some days i'm really there and present and loving it but you know like it's just i'm just human and i think yeah. that like i think that's just like if anything like i'm more conscious of that that it's important that i like make sure that like there's like many facets to my life and it's not just about what i do yeah i love that that's so important yeah it can so easily become your everything your ev- yeah work and it's just like and it's not you know and it's and because I'm a mum and like I just don't you know like there's I have like a huge like anchor in that sense that like is mm. always pull me out of that you know like it's like I can't you know like to at the end of the day like it was funny because my daughter like came to visit and she was the first time that she's like been she's been on set her whole life and this time recently on the show there was the first set she'd been on where she was like, oh, this is kind of cool. And like, I might want to learn. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, God, another one bites the yeah, like, dust. Exactly. <laughs> but before that, you know, like, I mean, like when I was a kid, I didn't think about what my mum did when she left the house. Like she, yeah. she was a superhero at home. Like I was like, I don't know. Like I never really thought about what she did for a living or like yeah. who she was as a person. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and so I think. And when that- you're a kid, you just don't it's just your your parent like you just don't even care like you yeah, can be like to her this is like game of thrones i know you don't care about it because you that's not a show you would watch but game of thrones is quite a big show and i'm on it and she's just like yeah cool yeah and like she's like she's like yeah well every time you're on it you're not here so, so cool yeah <laughs> like you know like to kids you're just like you're there or you're not yeah <laughs> so funny it is the biggest like adult moment that you have and like obviously becoming a parent would do that times a billion, but like that moment where you start to realize your parents are just flawed individuals who just did the best they could is the oh most my God, mind blowing moment where you're just like, ah, <laughs> I'm not the <laughs> yeah, whole like, planet. Never... Yeah. Okay, gals, shall we wrap it up? Thank you so much for coming on. It was such a bloody pleasure. Oh, for having me it's so nice catching up with you it's been such a pleasure i'm i'm such a big fan of the show and as you know i yeah i i've listened like right from the beginning i listen to you guys at like four in the morning every week on my way to work well the feeling is mutual i love you and i'm proud of you and stay safe and we will talk to you soon talk to you soon love you Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com.
Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. I've just realized that I think I have an allergy to wine because every night I break out in like head to toe hives, like <laughs> and I started drinking I'm on like my third glass now and I'm like oh oh my cheeks getting flushed and it's happening so I'm gonna have to take you to the ER you know so it happens the... every night and then I just put myself to bed I take that as a sign that I've probably had enough hi guys hey Tat <laughs> welcome what are you this highly professional setup <laughs> what are you drinking you guys are fucked <laughs> Welcome to After Work Drink. <laughs> I'm already drunk because you've kept me a fucking hour. <laughs> after Work Drunk. Oh, I hate you. I love you and I miss you. I know, I miss you too. I always think about our love for girl days. God, those are the days. Those were the days. Remember when you could just go and like order a fucking martini? If you wanted to and we could get chips. What I love the most, I think, about you. We could you get chips. As a- <laughs> But I think I love the most about you as a person is how um, oh my favorite personality trait of yours is how you order shit without asking anyone what they want. Like what? Like, so we were just sitting there and you're like, we'll have this, 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 and this. I like that. That's your favorite personality trait. About and I was like, like I'm very assertive. This, so I just don't have to do anything. She's just like confident. She's just going to order us all the chips, the pastas. Like she was like, I want the extra salmon. You know how I have it done. And we'll also take another round of things. She'll have it too. And she was like, and we'll also take another round of these and this. Was it with you and the cheese was moldy on that pasta? No, you said that it, that was the time before, but you were still quite traumatized. Didn't you vomit afterwards? I didn't vomit, but like I had like a, like, like a full, you know, <laughs> <do> it. <laughs> Grace, they served me pasta. I was like, oh, can I get some more cheese? It's already on there. And then <laughs> brings it out and I'm like, sprinkle it on. I keep eating it. And then I look and it's all just like full fucking green. Like the parmesan is That just is like, disgusting. Yeah, it was foul. But anyway, I still go back there. <laughs> God, what will I have to do to keep you away? They're like, we've tried everything with this bitch. We put mold in her parmesan. They probably <laughs> did that on purpose, like considering how fucking that shit wild we get there. Every time I drive up that street, Izzy, the fucking scooters. <laughs> did you guys ride like a lime scooter? One, yeah, yeah. one <laughs> being the operative we word. On the same one. Yeah. Dangerous. On a main road at like 2 a.m. <laughs> In LA. For 45 minutes to get to Keisha's house. Keisha called a big, massive taxi van. Like, God knows who everyone else was that was with us. Because the restaurant was like, get out. And then, so we were like, okay. And we're like, we'll meet you there. And she was like, why? And we're like, because we're just going to scooter there. And she's like, you know, I live like, it's like a half an hour drive away. We're like, yeah, 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 whatever. That's fine. And she, and then... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then she was like okay I don't even know she's like okay and just left and me and you got on the one lime scooter rode it for 45 because I checked the next day on my lime thing it cost so much money 45 yeah, it was more than this lime, on this lime scooter one like Tat was on the front I was on the back and then it, because she was living like 
in Los Feliz. So it's kind of up hills. And so we'd get to this point where we couldn't ride anymore because the scooter <laughs> wouldn't go up the hills. So we'd have to get off and run. It felt like, it felt like the, the biggest race. It was the The biggest race. <laughs> you're so funny. Like, I just like don't speak to you. And then I see you and you're in like, where were you with Dua Lipa? Dubai. No, India. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, where is she? Yeah, I was in Mumbai. That was crazy. Uh, and then I just went to Australia. Oh, I have to tell you the best fucking story. Yes. Okay. So we were in, I was with an artist in Melbourne and we like, I don't know, finished work early, had a quiet night, went to sleep. I wake up and I'm butt naked <laughs> in the hallway. No. Knocking on the security guard's door. So I wake <laughs> up and he answers the door and I'm standing butt naked. He's like, what the fuck? It was 3 a.m. and I had slept walked out of my fucking <laughs> Oh my god. Do you sleep walk often? I've never done it before. So then oh. I was like, oh, I'm like actually losing my mind and having like a, you know, oh. like something. Like, oh, Do right. you sleep naked or did you get naked? I sleep naked. So I was you sleep naked, naked. okay. Knocked out of bed. Uh, knocked, on, <laughs> knocked on his door and he's like, what the fuck? Had you met him uh, before? Was it? Yeah, it's, 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 oh, yeah. sorry, sorry. I thought you meant the security of like the hotel. No, Same, no, no. that's what I thought. I thought it was a stranger. And right. I was like, this the security is so guy far. who like you traveled over there with. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Okay. So like I know him and he was just like, what the fuck? I had a, you know, I grabbed like a shirt hanging from the closet because I just had to walk past the closet to get to the door. And it, it was just like, it was just like this. Like <laughs> I just thrown it over my shirt. Like, like, <laughs> <laughs> Raped over my tit, but like my <laughs> and he was obviously he's like, what the fuck? And he's a gentleman, so he was like, are you okay? Like what? And I was like, I woke up, and I'm like, oh my god, I'm so sorry, I'm sleepwalking, whatever. He so he closes the door. I go to go back in my room. Obviously, I don't have a fucking key, so I'm locked out. <laughs> this is like something out of my worst nightmare. Really what I oh, as she's speaking, I'm like, I'm literally putting a lock and bolt on every fucking door I sleep it's in from now on. So, could you imagine, like, <laughs> never having slept walk before and then you're naked in a hotel hallway? <laughs> so then I'm like, oh, I need to Stan's key. I have to get in my room. So I like, hi, child. Hi. Hi, Angel. Hello. Uh, did you tell them about the part where you found, like, the painting? No, I haven't got to that she's like don't forget the painting <laughs> so i have a shirt thrown over my shoulder so i'm like i have to take that off and just fully put it on so i'm butt naked in the hallway and i have to put the shirt on yeah and then i have to go down in the elevator to the lobby pull it down long enough to pretend like it's a nighty or something <laughs> and get a new cape anyway i go back oh my god in bed i call her and i'm like bawling my eyes out like because then i'm like what the fuck just happened <laughs> <laughs> it was dark. It, it was, was dark. really dark. Like at the time, now it's fucking hilarious. Yeah. But anyway, so I obviously couldn't go back to sleep. I had work at like seven a.m. the next day. I wake, I get out of bed in the morning, and the painting there was like one like artwork on the wall was just off the wall. I just like taken that off and then headed. Stop out. yourself leaving again? No, like I had done that in my sleepwalk. <laughs> what, what the fuck was your little pea brain doing?
I wonder what you were doing. Like, it sounds like you were trying to steal the painting. And then just no, then, when you first said that, I thought you stole like something from the hallway. Or oh something. yeah, me too. Like I was on FaceTime to her, and I was like, "What the fuck? Why is the painting on the floor?" <laughs> and she's like, "Where's it from?" And I'm like, "I've never seen this painting before." It turns out it was just on the floor, and I had to. Like, I've never <laughs> seen this painting. It's like the Mona Lisa. Yeah, the next day at work, I was like, obviously, and I had to fucking see him, and I'm like, "Oh my god!" Like. And I'm so anxious. I'm like, fuck, like, he's head of security. I bet, like, everyone knows. Like, anyway, so I'm like, fuck, I've got to talk to him. So I was like, hey, what happened? <laughs> he was like, oh, you just knocked on my door. And I asked what was wrong. And you said you were just looking for the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> like, what the fuck? Anyway, so that was, that was fun. <laughs> that's the only time you've slept walked before or since it's never happened life. again in my whole life that's freaking me out it's like a bit creepy like the thought of you on autopilot doing all these like random assortment of like tasks <laughs> that make no sense and then walking to like a random door my friend did that and pestered her um cat's beard <laughs> <laughs> she got up and walked butt naked it's always butt naked into her parents room and her parents were like, this isn't your room. And then, and then she turned on their light. It was like two in the morning. She turned on their light. And her mom and dad were like, what the fuck? And she walked into their bathroom, got in their bath, and was standing there butt naked. And they're like, what are you doing? She was like looking for the toilet. Same. And then she walked out of the their room and walked downstairs. And they like peeked out and were watching her. And her sister like came out, walks downstairs, turned on the lights, and then just like stood across her cat's bed and was like, and just said, <laughs> Oh my god. I, mean, I woke up because I obviously didn't know what happened. So I was like, fuck, like if I was looking for the bathroom, like did I piss in the hallway? Like what yeah. you know, like what did I do? Anyway, it's fine. I don't think I did and everyone had a good laugh. So I was really fucked up. <laughs> Holy shit. That's a white that's a great story. So how are you guys doing during all this? We're fine. I don't know. I, I, I'm like, I feel like part of me likes it. I don't like what's happening to the world, but like part of me likes being trapped inside and having no social obligations. I felt like I was working so much to keep myself busy and then work has all just basically been cancelled. So it's been good because I've been like focusing on the podcast, chilling, working out again, like doing all these little things for my brain that my therapist was like, please do all these things. And I was like, I can't. I'll just pay you for it. 200 pound a week to tell me to do it and then I just won't do it <laughs> you're like help me make me better and she tells yeah. you mm-hmm. he's literally been like read this book Not that whatever and then I finally got it this week after like two months of her telling me to read it and it's like the best book ever <laughs> and I was like sorry what is it well the body keeps the score I've heard of it but yeah, yeah it's like about like trauma and how your body hold your body holds it in and so, cause you know how like I feel anxiety and stuff in such physical ways. So like right before our breakup, I was literally vomiting and had cramps and like was like fucked. And then just like all this brain shit was coming out in my body. And so it's like really, really, really interesting. When I put it in our Facebook group, so many people have read it. It makes you want to go and fucking study psychotherapy wow. or whatever he studied. Yeah. Seriously, it's fucking crazy. Yeah. So even Grace, like one part, reminded me of us you know how like when loud noises give us a massive fright and we get super on edge and we feel like we're gonna yeah. cry that he was like that's like a sign of basically trauma 
or your body not mm. responding properly because it will be something it's like triggering something from the past it's like so crazy wow right. so interesting i've got on audio audible god we have a real situation with audible and then getting charged for like so much money and not even knowing how to use it i mean what is that is that where they read the book or is that the one where they cut the book down to like four no. seconds no it's not that one that's something that i need <laughs> yeah like we're obsessed with the podcast who weekly and they've been doing a lot of spawn for this company like the name escapes me but it's basically just like don't have time to read books. This company basically makes audiobooks that are like condensed versions, like all the like most relevant like parts of points. popular books. So you can like, you're like, you can read a whole book in like a half hour. <laughs> so you know, really so many people do that. Like so many um, real like rich and busy and famous people, like CEOs and shit do that where they read like the synopsis of a book so that they know what went on in it so that they can have dinner party conversations. Didn't we used to do That's that? That's random. What what are Cliff's those things? Yeah. 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 It's like it's like Cliff's notes basically, but it's awkward to like have to listen to people doing spawn con for that now because it's all like don't have time to read a book. Yeah. It's like, no, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, I tried to get Grace into weekly, um, and she just ignored me for ages and then I realized that she thought it was Who magazine's podcast. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Because it's like the same font. I was like, is it? I don't think this is my bag, but now I'm aware that it is. What's the superior one? Who magazine? They they talked about Who magazine on Who Weekly quite often because they're like shocking that they haven't sued us yet. You know, whatever. Because like you can't. I mean, obviously it's an Australian magazine. It's not. Here. Yeah, but what's the Australian tabloid that I like? Like not Who. What's the you other like, one? I don't know. What else? What's the other ones? On New idea. N W okay hello. It's something that's like a bridge. Yeah, and yeah, and is it? Yeah, new idea. Is that what it is? Yeah, new idea. Yeah. How do you like that? Why not? That one's good. I don't know how that you even differentiate them. It's impressive. It's the better one. She's like, oh, this one's so good, and I'm like, what? Yeah. It's like Delta Goodrum, like seen in Cook Eye. Yeah. Yeah. Have better caliber of like paparazzi photos than others, and I feel like that one is much better than Who. I had higher like hopes for Who, you know. Right, right, Grace. It is such a funny podcast. Tat, what is your recommendation that you're bringing to our? Oh, yeah. I I saw you. I mean, I think I'm the last person you should ask for a quarantine. I've been doing everything that you shouldn't do. Go on. I just drink from like when we wake. Well, she doesn't. But I drink from very early on. I, I think up. they're looking for like podcast recommendations. <laughs> no, you can <laughs> <laughs> recommend <laughs> drink from dawn till dusk. Well, yeah, I mean, but my record, yeah, I don't know. I bought some clay. I've been making some clay uh, things. They're good. I made, I'll show you guys. <laughs> yeah, you can see. I mean, honestly, I don't. Uh, you guys seen the show Work in Progress? No. Okay, well, no. That's, that's what. I recommend. It's the best. What's it on? What's it on? Showtime. But you can watch it on Hulu with the Showtime. Yeah, like, that's not oh, that's right. oh, it's probably on Stan then. Everything yeah, we'll figure it out. 
Like, um, it's about, like, a middle-aged butch lady that's, like, depressed, and it's basically... Like, she's suicidal. She's not just depressed. Like, she's, like, very (laughs) deeply unhappy. But it's just, like, a very black comedy. It's really good. About her life and her love life, and it's just kind of, like, it's really, it's really unique and witty. Anyway, that was your rec. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) No, please. Please jump Um, in with yours, Chelsea. Yeah, do you have one, Chelsea? Um, aside from my favorite podcast, Who Weekly, my favorite podcast, aside from your guys' podcast, that oh is. God, of course. Um, what else? Um, oh, yeah, this. I'm obsessed with this lip balm. <laughs> it's by Wary Myers. It, it, has just, it just says lip balm on it. <laughs> yeah, it tastes, it's like, it's like a full, it, it, tastes like a tropical beverage it's so great it's one of the like cannabis products that i'm really digging right now Ooh. also wait let me get the other tips you know it's a podcast so when we keep showing things no one can say oh sorry <laughs> that's fine we're re- yeah. recording video too <laughs> okay. my tip is the yes the the wary myers cbd lip balm and the pure beauty marijuana cigarettes okay or so like they're not like joints. They're not quite as strong as a joint. So you can smoke it. I'm an ex-smoke, an ex-cigarette smoker. So you can smoke it like a cigarette and not get like extremely high, which I like. I mean. Although Tat's yeah. more of a lightweight, so. I, she's like, just smoke like a cigarette. I get so high off like one. I can literally just smell marijuana from the other room and I'm like tripping out. Same, and I'm on the ground, yeah. yeah. Don't take Chelsea's advice. They get you high, for sure. Anyway. This is this is my saving grace during quarantine. Wow. I love the lip balm, Rick. I have been because literally here you can't order delivery food. You can't order anything. Like New Zealand is so fully shut down, you couldn't you can't get anything. Like you literally can do nothing except go to the supermarket. Um, and so because of that, I've been like freaking out and trying to figure out how to spend money. And um, yeah. so last night I went on Mecca and even though it's like not even shipping, I just bought like so much crap. I've done two huge fucking Sephora shops. I've spent like the, the only money I had left on exactly. <laughs> like yeah. $50 fucking eye masks and shit. I'm like, Chris, I had one of those last night. Oh, it's so dumb. Yeah. I mean, you guys are so lucky to have Mecca. Mecca is so much better than Sephora. Like Sephora yeah. kind of sucks. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, Mecca is so good. It it's so good. Not the Mecca that's like has lower standards. The Mecca that has higher. St- what are? Sorry, I'm a dumb American. I don't know. You know how it's there's like, like Mecca Maxima or whatever, yeah. and then there's the normal one. Mm. Like the normal one. Cosmetica. Like, yeah, like the small, small curated one with all of the good candles. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when Chelsea came to like visit Australia for the first time, it's my favorite place in Australia. <laughs> double Bay. <laughs> double Bay. Uh, that's so funny. You're such a Sydney cider. <laughs> Wait, a juice at Orchard no, Street. Places Chargirl Charlie's. Let's be real. Uh, yeah, Chargirl Charlie's is good. Oprah went there once. Yeah, really. Yeah, remember? That's yeah, I showed you the photo on the wall. Photo There's a there. photo of her on the wall at Chargirl <laughs> Charlie's. So. I forgot about yeah. that. I have like, I last time I went there, I literally bought like merch from oh, Chargirl yeah, Charlie's. <laughs> Well, we have like a reusable <laughs> shopping bag with the like chicken on it and everything. It so good. What did you say the other day? That I was like, what the fuck? You were like, 
if I could just have one thing in the whole world, the only thing I would ask for is the sea. Oh God, it cut out at the worst time then. Yeah, what was I the thing? <laughs> it would oh. be the, the Caesar salad from Chargirl Charlie's. Like yeah, a I, salad yeah. and then also the pad thai and then also chicken, obviously. <laughs> so it is your quarantine. <laughs> if, if you live, live in Australia, <laughs> get delivery from Charcoal Charlie's. If it's good enough Please. for you. Using the code after work 10. <laughs> yeah, fuck, we need them to sponsor us. Oh yeah, totally. They used to send like platters of chips to work sometimes, like just unprompted. That was really good. I thought you were going <laughs> to tell them outside about iCrew. Oh, yeah, this was funny. Please up. do. She... <laughs> you, like, really slammed that rosé down. I have the Glossier eye cream because I'm a basic bitch, and I buy pretty much everything that they make. If Fine. it's, like, mm. that kind of thing. Like, I just, I can't help it. I'm not really a makeup person, so I think the fact that it's such an accessible price point, and it's just, I don't know, I just do. So I was, like, dabbing on my eye cream, and she was, like, you know that's not anti-aging, right? <laughs> like, I was like, excuse me? And she was like, it's not anti-aging. And I was like, how do you know that? And she was like, because I like was looking at a comment thread for it and like saw that like it's not anti-aging. It's just like super hydrating or something. And I was like, bitch, okay, so you like... <laughs> You like say Yes, I feel like the sitting on the information until the opportune moment is <laughs> like slightly, interesting. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? I mean, I'm just trying to help you out. <laughs> help me not age, apparently. Like, fuck. <laughs> She's 11 years younger than me for the listeners out there. So, so it is a bit of a dick move. Sorry, you know? I was just. <laughs> I was just saying, like, it's not like it doesn't have any like healing properties it's literally you may as well just slap it <laughs> healing properties healing properties <laughs> no it's not gonna, it's not medicinal like no it's, it's just like you're just putting like lotion on your face you know just like just in case you didn't know it's not anti <laughs> anyway then she like bought this eye cream basically <laughs> but it's more like yours like i just still no, i bought it for you but it's good though that's what <laughs> uh I don't know how to pronounce it. Ole Henderson? Oh, yeah, the banana one. The one that people, like, you know. Yeah. I haven't heard of that. Like, I didn't know that people frothed that. Yeah, it's like a little orange tub. I've used used it before. I've never used an eye cream that I've noticed has made a sizable difference on my face. Yeah. I don't think skincare, I think it's all bullshit. That's my theory. Like, I really do. Like the like, I've never. I mean, look. I know it's not total bullshit for everyone. I know that there are people with like dermatologists. Like I've seen certain people's skin, and I've been like, "Fuck." But for me, it doesn't matter if I use something cheap, expensive, whatever. Yeah, My skin but- is pretty much the same, no matter what I put on it. No, but what about yeah. when you get old and you start getting wrinkles? And it's gonna if you use anti aging. Oh my god. Or so they want us to believe. I mean, I don't know. I think it's just kind of genes. Like, you either, like, age prematurely or you don't. Last night when I was ordering a cleanser, I was like to my friend, I was like, how do you even know if a cleanser is good? She was like, I don't know if it just works for you. I was like, what does that mean? Yeah. What does no, that mean? It's the packaging. You like the smell. I'm sorry. Like, it's really yeah. that. Or the consistency. Yeah. 
yeah. really, it's like the sight, smells, touch. Like it is literally, that's what it is. Yeah. I was like, well, fuck, I don't know. I'm just going to order. I ordered that um, Mario cleanser, which is like so cheap. And it had so many good reviews. I'm a sucker for reviews. I literally like get into this black hole of reviews. And, t- and, I, and then I'm like, I need to buy this fucking thing. My uh, one thing I've been doing obsessively during quarantine is shopping on anywhere, Amazon, Sephora, same thing. I'm like, yeah. I'll have like a couple wines and then I'll get really deep in the reviews. Like so deep that I know like everyone's <laughs> life story. Like I know how they use the product yeah. and I'm like an electric whisk or something. Same. I do that on Amazon all the time. I haven't ordered it yet because I can't decide between there's two and the reviews are just fucking, you know. They're neck and neck. (laughs) (laughs) How have you found being stuck in a house together? Oh, I'm going to fucking kill her. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's great. Well, it's kind of like this cosmic fuckery because we were in a long distance relationship for so long where we had the opposite problem. Me being in LA and her being in Australia. And yeah, we were apart for so, we spent so much fucking time apart. And then... I mean, the other day, I, I've turned into a real fucking asshole during all of this. I've just been like so snappy and rude and yeah, everything, <laughs> I blame everything on her. But she was like, remember when we were apart and you said I'd give anything to just expend every day with you? And I'm like, fuck, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's that's been- what happens though, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I just feel like going from one extreme to the, mm-hmm. the other extreme. I've been keeping pretty regular work hours during this and tat like is has been very respectful of that which is nice for two people living in a tiny apartment but it means that the second i stop working at six o'clock like there's been like 20 things that i've done that have like annoyed her all day that she has like (laughs) made up Save them all and then saves them up. <laughs> and then by the time it's like, it literally like the clock can like turn six and she turns into like a, a monster. Well, because Charles will be like, hi, babe, like I'm finished work. And I'm like, ooh. Like, <laughs> she literally will bring up something that happened at like 10 a.m. And I'm like, what? <laughs> Hey, my and then she, then she apologizes like two hours later and it's like, I every single night. Like, I'm just stressed out. And it's like, yeah, we're all stressed out. I like, mean, look, I get that. I won't take all the blame. You are pretty fucking annoying. Like, <laughs> <laughs> this is like the worst Esther Perel episode ever. <laughs> yeah. But we've been, we've been pretty good, I would say. No, we have been pretty good. How about you, Grace? We haven't had a consistently long, yeah. especially bad one or anything. I smashed a bowl during a, a fight. Oh, um, our sink is like granite. It sounds much more like aggro than it was intended to be. We were literally arguing about washing up the dishes and I was like, oh, and just like dropped it down and it like smashed it. it. felt very dramatic. But I think it's, I think it's a mix of two things. It's like pent up energy. I've realized is a massive thing because you're expending so much energy in an average day, just going from A to B, using your brain, meeting people, that I think you don't think about. And when you're sitting still all the time, I feel like I just have this like energy that I want to expend. And I think it can just turn into like chucking it at the person that's nearest to you. And I feel like it comes out in different 
ways. It either comes out in like a like, oh, I love you, like hug me, like let's yeah, let's, or it's like I fucking hate you. Like it's really, it does. <laughs> yes, it's tw- it's like it's like ten seasons in a day. That's what I'm like. I'm like really jokey and silly, or really aggro, or get like weird about something, or get really happy about something. Yeah. Like being in a house with a toddler. Yeah, to- <laughs> totally. <laughs> yeah it's just being stuck in the same place you just get so i yeah. get so, and i don't even realize it and i realize that i'm being like really snappy and wound up and i'm just like fuck and then yeah. i'll go for a walk or something and then i'm just yeah. like oh okay i mean also i think everyone is just like clearly fucking terrified like you know so it for me anyway that comes out like i'm like worried about my parents i'm like why are you still going to the fucking grocery store so then i'm like I get off the phone to them and I'm like angry and anxious kind of, and then she's the only one to take it out on. So it's just like, yes, that's the other thing I was going to say is where I feel like it's, it's like this weird type of anxiety where it's, um, it's like playing all in the back of your brain. Like I don't feel consciously actively anxious about what's going on. I actively, I feel relaxed, but I'm obviously stressing about it a lot in this kind of Freudian, like a few layers deep way that's expressing yeah. itself in weird ways that I'm not like actively thinking about, which I think is strange because everyone's in that position of this is fucked, but we're all trying to act like it's okay, but it's fucked. Yeah, I mean, I think that everyone has what I like to call like weird COVID 19 narratives, doomsday <laughs> scenarios in their heads all the time. Like, for example, I have one about my parents, I have one about my friends in New York. I have one about my friends in Australia and Tat's parents, you know. I have ones about my friends that it's like, you know, you all, everyone just have has these horror these, stories. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, oh, my friend that's, my friend that's a nurse, my friend that, you know, is immunocompromised. But, you know, it's like there's all, all these, you think about all these things yeah. in the back of your head all the time, you know. You know how if any of us lost our job individually, everyone would like come around you and be like holy shit are you okay oh my god what are we gonna do we're gonna sort this out blah 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 but because it's happening to everyone there's like no time yeah to be doing that we all just have to just cop it (laughs) yeah you can't even be like oh my god for me or for you it's like Mm. everyone's fucked you know it's that aspect of it is nice i guess that we're like all in it yeah i mean we're all but i don't know I feel like that messaging is a little weird because it's like, yeah, on some level we are all in it together, but it's like, then there are people that die from this shit. Like we're not all in it together, actually. Like there's, you know. Or like we have like a roof over our head. Yeah, exactly. There's all these, there's all these factors. Well, anything, anything that's good, we live in such a narcissistic culture, I think. Anything that like makes us think about, uh, us as a collective I think is valuable you know mm, yeah so, totally I mean I know maybe we'll slow down I mean, a bit that's my only hope you know okay I hope people kind of take this as a yes like this whole time we've had to stop to just be like oh this is actually kind of nice to just slow down a little bit yeah yeah th- that rising glorification of that like rising grind lifestyle is bullshit I think and this you know and it's such a weird thing because it gets so ingrained in your head. I literally feel so lazy all the time if I'm not super, super busy. That's how I've been for years. And I even was talking to my therapist about it. And I was like, I just feel so guilty that even when I went freelance, I would, if I slipped in till, I don't know, 8 or 8.30 in the morning, if I was super tired, 
I would just feel so lazy. I was like, you are literally a piece of fucking shit. Yeah. yeah I'd, just so, be like, I'd be like, so get out of bed, go to the wing. And I'd force myself to go there every day. And then some days I was there and I was like, oh my God, just go home. Like literally go home, do your washing, work on the couch. That's why you are fucking working for yourself. But it's just in your brain that you have to be doing all this shit all the time. Or you're like not succeeding. And then now it's been so nice because I literally don't have work. And so I've just been chilling and doing podcast stuff and stuff that I actually really enjoy. And then I'm like, this is fucking fine. Yeah. I mean, that's so Chelsea. I feel like I'm the opposite. Like I feel guilty if like I go to work too many days in a row. I'm like, fuck, I really need some day time. <laughs> I'm more your vibe. I'm like, I know how to, I know how to give myself a break. Yeah. I mean, Chal and I went and saw Oprah like right before this whole thing happened. We saw her like live in LA, like this big stadium tour. Oh yeah. We saw her like when she fell. Did you guys see that? Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> wow. We, she she tripped on stage. stage. And we, you like, saw that. Yeah, you like heard her. Like, oh my god! Everyone was so. That was a fucking sign of things to come. If I ever heard one. Yeah, right. Totally. It's like, and the tour was called Twenty Twenty Your Vision. Yeah, it was like, no, you're (laughs) like. That was like the butterfly effect that led to the global pandemic. It started. It took a trip, and then (laughs) fucking coronavirus came out. But Oprah said something like. um, she was talking to the whole stadium so everyone like overworks themselves and like is too hard on themselves and I'm like yeah. and, she, and she was like you know like sometimes sometimes you just need to rest like it's okay to sleep in it's okay to rest and like in Oprah's like beautiful voice just like coming out and then like I think it was literally that night I drank like six bottles of wine and the next morning it was like 12 it was like 12 p.m. and Chelsea was like, tap, get out of bed. And I'm like, Oprah told me it was okay to write. Oprah told me this was okay. That's not what she meant. I know. Oprah's like, once you've finished with like charity, you can have a little. Totally. Yeah, exactly. And it's like sponsored by Weight Watchers and shit. It's like, once you've like, you know, like done your goals and like set your goals for the week and done all that, like then gives. <laughs> then let yourself rest. Yeah. Go on. <laughs> Oh, that's so good. Guys, I'm going to have to love you. Um, and love you. All right. Guys, this was fun. Yeah. Love ya. Did we even get anything usable for your podcast? Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. 
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.